1: both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the morning rush hour world tag team champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH world tag titles from these men. It's Tez. it's the moose, illustrious champions, right here Every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day. Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport. You know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL the college games. They always bring in the knowledge. Nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth. Moves with you here
2: on this Wednesday morning, and and I guess Taz, I mean, yeah. I, I guess we got to learn a lesson yesterday. I you know, know, don't always believe uh, what you hear, which is which is kind of a shame um, yeah. that that people would you know somebody would make up a story. So, and what we are referencing is that you know yesterday. You no, know, because we believed Richard Sherman. Yeah. Um, because I'm not watching the opening coin toss or the handshakes or anything of that. I don't. I don't even know if that uh, was on TV. To be honest, I don't. I, think, I don't think it was. Yeah. I, I mean, mean so I. You know I, me.
3: I love pre-game games. Yeah. Stuff. I know you. know I pre- stuff.
2: I know. I know. I. You see when you're at the game, and yeah. you know I don't really. Th- and, and even when I'm at a game, Taz, I'm really. I'm really paying more attention to who wins the toss right, than right. I am the reaction of the players, right? Unless right. a free for all breaks out, um, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and someone's dropping a forearm shimmy, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, or whatever you call it. Uh, shiver. Shiver. Thank shiver. you very much. Oh. I appreciate oh. the clarification. <laughs> um but Richard Sherman comes out after the 49ers played the uh the Browns on Monday night. Uh that uh that Baker Mayfield in essence, you know, didn't shake his hand. Right? Right? right. Um and people ran with it. And then video comes out yesterday. That Richard Sherman and Baker Mayfield actually did shake hands mm-hmm. before the coin toss, not after, but before the coin toss, they did shake hands, and then Sherman clarified it on social media, and this is all happening on social media, mind you, uh that it was a quote unquote petty handshake um well, listen, I don't know why I don't know why exactly you would make something up if you're Richard Sherman and say yeah. that and well. I don't think Baker Mayfield needs to shake his hand before and then after the coin toss. Not after. No, no, I don't. I mean, Usually I don't, that's what
3: happens, but you don't have to do. Yeah,
2: that. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't have to do that. I mean, you know, and as long as you shake his hand once, I mean, you well, know.
3: When I played football, not in the NFL, obviously, but in high school and college, and I've been a captain several times, and and I, you you always would shake hand after. I've never shook hands with guys before. That's how we did it. But this, not the NFL, obviously, but so. But I, you know, we know that these guys do usually do that. I, I'm with you. I have no problem with him not shaking hands the second time. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the way you started this segment here. What you said because you're right. It's like we, you know, we <laughs> we took this guy for his word. He's a pro athlete. He's a big time player. He's Richard freaking Sherman, you know. And when he says this, I mean, I think a lot of folks like us that do this for a living believed him. Yeah, and I had a hot take putting Sherman over yesterday and burying Baker Mayfield so now I gotta like say sorry I guess so sorry well,
2: Baker yeah well I, I, I guess and you know and I guess it's not only a lesson in terms of well number one why would Sherman lie let's start there
3: I think I know why why w- why would Richard Sherman lie because he looks at Baker Mayfield as low-hanging fruit that everyone is on this thing where they're hating on him and burying him, and it makes him probably look like a baby face meaning Sherman makes him look like a good guy like hey I tried to shake his hand and he wouldn't do it that's the only reason why I think he—he he must have assumed that there was no—he didn't see cameras around him. Maybe I don't know, and no one saw it. I, I mean, he's supposed to be an intelligent guy. Pretty dumb because he did shake the guy's hand. The guy shook his hand. Well, but uh, okay, true. But
2: uh, I mean, he's savvy enough and he's smart enough to know. I mean, everything. There's so many cameras out there. Right. I know. I mean, there. Uh, you're right. I mean, there's. I mean, uh, how many? How many guys would you say are, are on the sideline? You know, either uh, photographers and and guys, uh, NFL films. I mean, they're they're getting all kinds of different angles for you know for whatever they might be working on. The idea that he would think that nobody would have any kind of video of the handshake and go out there. I mean, could it be a case of he didn't remember? Could it be a case of he didn't think about it beforehand and he's used to guys shaking his hand after the coin toss and he saw Baker Mayfield run away after the coin toss and then he said, well, Baker Mayfield never shook my hand. I mean, I I don't know. I'm trying to give Sherman the benefit of the doubt because I think it's really low class. Uh, You know, you mentioned it in terms of, and I'll go on the idea that it was, you know, Mayfield's a low-hanging fruit. Everybody loves to hate on Baker Mayfield. Here's another shot I could get myself and put myself in the news by right. saying Mayfield never shook my hand. We mentioned it; he had an issue when he was at Oklahoma with Kansas, and it wasn't just a handshake. Remember, he was grabbing his crotch on the sideline as yes. well. Yes, uh, You I know, pregame, about that. Yeah. you know, to the fans and everything like that. And Oklahoma had to apologize. Um, you know, maybe it's a case Taz where he said, "Well, I'm going to benefit." Like you mentioned, I'm going to benefit off this and 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 tell this story. Um, but he has to know that
3: in today's day and age, where everything is analyzed and overanalyzed, yeah. that that's going to come out. I know. I you're right. I mean, and I I'm, I can't think of any other logical reason than he assumed that maybe no one's. I, I don't know because he he clearly shook hands with the guy. What they yeah. did? They have an embrace? No. But I mean, Baker Mayfield's not obligated to embrace the guy. No, he's not. I mean, he just shook his hand. I mean, it was and that's just like, it. You it was, move on. No, that's it. And. I, Uh, Yeah, I don't know why he did this, and I I wish that I would have. I know you wish the same thing, that we would have seen this footage, but I don't think the footage was out. No, the footage was not out. The camera angle I saw looked
2: like a, you know, it was not an ESPN camera. It it looked like it was a video angle from field view right at the 50-yard line on one of the sidelines. I don't know if it was the 49er or Brown sideline, that it was shot from. That's the video that I saw. And you clearly see Mayfield going across and shaking Richard Sherman's hand. Right. I mean, I you know, I'm there might be other videos that are out there. That's that well, that's the one that I saw. Today. I saw
3: that too. And then I, I ended up watching the last night and they, they talked about this real quick and they didn't bury anyone, but they had another angle of it. Okay. And and yeah. So they they have you know they had two angles of it. Yeah, he, he shook the guy's hand. Yeah, I mean, he shook his he, hand. He shook his hand. There's no you know, doubt and, about and it. And yeah.
2: here's the deal, then. If you're Richard Sherman, instead of going back and forth with people on Twitter and social media and saying, and now defining the handshake. No, no. You can't come out there and say you didn't shake someone's hands and now saying the handshake wasn't good enough. Right. Right. I, I mean, how, now I'm going to gonna be judged based on a handshake. Now it's a case of you know, it, this is not an interview, right? Where you yeah. walk in and you shake, uh, you know, you're trying to get a job and your hands all sweaty, or you give a weak handshake, and all of a sudden that's the first impression, and it's like, oh, you've got a, you know, you've got a mountain a hill, uh, you know, a hill to climb, climb up here yeah, yeah. in terms of first impressions. This is a handshake before a football game. I don't know exactly what
3: Richard Sherman was expecting, but Baker Mayfield extended his right hand and shook his hand. He did, and Mayfield. It, it looks like Mayfield, and, and I have no problem with this as a defensive player towards a quarterback, he didn't even really want to make eye contact with Mayfield. He kind of just blew him off when he shook the hand, which I have no problem with that. I'm watching it again right now. I'm watching it, the shot that you, I think you're referencing where it was behind Baker Mayfield's back and the Browns' back. Yeah, that's back. what I yeah. saw. Yeah. So, so, yeah, he definitely shook his hands. If you watch it again, like he doesn't, like, you can see Mayfield had a little problem with him. But They're about to play a football game on Monday Night Football – and you're you're a defensive player that has an edge, and you're a hell of a player, and you don't have to sit there and be buddy buddy with the quarterback. He's the enemy, you know. So I, but don't come out and BS and lie that he didn't shake hands with you because he did. And then a guy like me comes out here on the radio and have a hot take burying Baker Mayfield. Well, yeah, and and
2: we went on the information that we went on at the time, right? So and you know, I think well, in a strange way, it's. It, I think Richard Sherman did Baker Mayfield a, a favor.
0: I uh, mean, in nice. a
2: in in a in a weird way, I think Baker he's kind of and Mayfield is not all that lovable to a lot of people, not that likable, uh, divisive guys taking shots at Daniel Jones, is taking shots at the Giants. You know, uh, went back and forth with Rex Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it they had I the slow mo. Yeah, actually, this I mean, website
3: good. looped it like three times. <laughs> Looking, yeah, it. I know. it's just him shaking hands, saying well, good and, game. And good Sherman luck.
2: looks at him. I know. Right as, he, as he gives him, and it wasn't your prototypical handshake. It oh. was kind of, but he there was a there was, no hug. There yeah. was a gesture there. Yeah. But Taz, I'll tell you this: I think Mayfield's actually become a guy that maybe now you root for.
3: It's um, called the baby. Fa- it's called the baby face rub. It's the yes. shine, like rub in wrestling terms. Yeah, you're right. And he did do Mayfield a favor. He did, but Mayfield'll screw it up. He'll say something. He'll bury I, I someone. Understand. No, yeah, I will. get that. But for right now. If I'm Mayfield,
2: coming off a game in which I played very, very poorly, for a team that's disappointed offensively up until this point in time, where he's not, you know, he's not turning a blind eye to what Rex Ryan had to say on ESPN, and he's got kind of, uh, you know, rabbit ears to what everyone's saying about him and reacting to it. Taz, you know, I think what Richard Sherman did, you know, makes Mayfield now look, saying, okay, well, I understand that Mayfield can be, for lack of a better phrase, a douche. I understand Mayfield can be a guy that's not easily – he's got this massive boulder on his shoulder and likes to tell you how big the boulder is every every time he gets. But when – Story so, my wife. You I've can't make up life. stories. Yeah. You can't, you can't say that. something no, that did it. not happen. And for Mayfield, he's got – for those that are now maybe turn and say, well, I actually feel bad for Baker Mayfield. People hate him so much to where they're willing to take and make up a story <laughs> – and Mayfield is so unlikable I know. that nobody even gives Mayfield the benefit of the doubt before the video comes <laughs> out. Think about that if you're Baker Mayfield. So Sherman goes out there, <laughs> fires it out point. on social media that, that Mayfield didn't shake my hand. We're and are jumping everyone says, all over him. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. And nobody even gives I Mayfield know. the benefit or people can't even find video to corroborate uh. it until you get to a point where the story is taken on a life of its own. No, like he right. can't
3: even catch a break. I didn't even think of that part. He so hated Mayfield. That People know just took
2: even... it and ran with it
3: and said he's. son of a. I... Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's crazy. That's when you know in wrestling. That's when friends, you know you're hated. That's when you got heat. That's yes, called heat in that's wrestling. That's true. You're right about and, that. And so Richard Sherman on Twitter, basically what he said was, so you don't see the difference in the way I shook everyone else's hand and the guy who stands back with a petty shake was BS, and I took offense to it. Uh, I
2: did at one point in time after that Seahawks-Niner game. Yeah, it's weird. It. But Mayfield
3: I, hasn't said nothing, right? Does anybody know?
2: I have not seen a comment from Mayfield, which I give him credit for. Maybe he's learned a little something. I hope
3: he doesn't. You know,
2: because yeah. I think I think for him staying out of this Taz and not addressing it um, and well, kind of, you know, uh, laying low with it, if I were him, the first time, and he's going to get asked about it, I would say, "Listen, um, we're moving on to our next game. Uh, I'm focused on, you know, we got to get this offense going. I'm not focused on what Richard Sherman thinks or doesn't think in my handshake." Right,
3: you're right. No, you're right. But this is an example. You know, we talk a lot about how, you know, if a player going to play in 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 New York or not play in New York. This is when if if. No knock on Cleveland, the great city of Cleveland, or the Browns or anything. If you're playing for the Jets or Giants and this happens, you're like the media is going to find you after practice somewhere, leaving the facility, and ask you why did Richard Sherman lie? What well, they're going to pepper you, right or wrong? I and, agree. And I think in these these small markets that don't happen. That's that's a benefit for Baker right now that he's not in like well, New York.
2: Yeah, true, but the quarterback always addresses the media. The starting quarterback has uh has a at some point during the week, you know, based on your practice schedule or whatever, it does have media time, right? right. I mean, so he's You know,
3: you're right about
2: that in terms of – They're not
3: going to wait, though. That's my point.
2: No, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, he's going to get asked about it one way or the other. I mean, the question's going to come his way. You hope that Baker Mayfield does take the high road this time and it doesn't do it. And, (laughs) you know, the other thing I was thinking about, Mayfield can learn a lot from Richard Sherman, you know, because in terms of his arc and his personality arc and his likability arc. true. Because there was one point in time that Richard Sherman – was an outspoken corner for the Seattle Seahawks um, who was going back and forth with the, you know the Michael Crabtrees of the world when Crabtree and 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 you know when the 49ers and the Seahawks had that great rivalry um Taz and he was viewed as a guy that was not very likable yeah and and Sherman has kind of turned that around here in terms of being a more likable guy you know after maybe kind of getting humbled a little bit going to the 49ers and now the person, now your perception of him completely changes and Mayfield can maybe look at that if he even cares and i'm i might he, he might not even give it give it you know yeah, you know yeah. what yeah. uh but he could probably learn a little bit about from richard sherman here in terms of uh shaping the way that you're viewed by other people because sherman certainly changed that up until his you know his twitter comments uh post win monday night
3: yeah no no you're right um yeah i mean i i think mayfield's going to it's just mayfield's mo he's going to have a sarcastic once the media talk, talks him eventually, like you said at a press conference or something, the, the media there in Cleveland, he's going to say something like yeah, um, probably right. you know, like, I don't care if I shake hands with him or anybody. he'll say something." and he'll bury Richard Sherman. What you should worry about Richard Sherman is next time they play the 49 is not to throw and have ca- play catch with him during the game. That's true. Because uh, that's a problem. You know, that when, is... the, when the quarterback's <laughs> playing catch with the opposing <laughs> yes. defensive yes. corner you know, safety, I should
2: say. I, so, I, don't, yeah. think, I don't think there's any doubt about Go it. Play catch uh, that, is, that is an issue, yeah. and that's something that he has to rectify. And he's got to get his game back, Taz. I don't... Yeah. It's a bit, last year, I, I've seen so many people basically bury Mayfield in terms of leaving. Following Rex Ryan had to say, saying, ah, he'll be uh, he, he can't really play. Last year he was overrated. He can't really play." I, I will. I really believe Mayfield's a player. I, I think I've seen too much from him as a player. Now he hasn't played well this year, and the offensive line has not been great, and they've been manhandled up front as. But I still think Mayfield's a
3: franchise quarterback. Is your have your? I, I'm still buying in. I still. I, I, but I'm. I know you don't, I know I, he's tough to like, tough I'm, to root for. But I'm, you still believe in the talent, right, right? I do. But I'm a little closer to feeling like he might be a bust more than you are. I think. I am okay. I'm on thin. I, he's like to me. His output as a player and what he does, I, I, I think he's he's a lot of sizzle with not a lot of steak.
2: This year so, that's certainly been the case. Yeah, that's there, how I look There's at it, no man. doubt about that. That has been the case as well. Maybe Lincoln Riley will come to Cleveland.
3: Well, if you don't go to Lynn.
2: Redskins, I'll stop, <laughs> The Tomlin Redskins deal is picking up steam. You hear that? I didn't hear that. Yes. Really? Yeah, maybe a draft maybe trade draft choices. Listen. Wow.
1: But, uh, uh, that
2: that's what the Redskins are gonna do now. Redskins I, are gonna have the worst here's what here's typical Washington football. They'll have the worst record in the league, <clears throat> and they'll trade their first-round
3: pick for Mike Tomlin. <laughs> You're probably right. they <laughs> are probably right. Oh, my God.
2: That'll be that'll be the Redskin way. Oh, jeez. Uh, a, a former NFL star is going to TV. We'll explain. Get into that next. It's Taz and Moose, CBS Sports Radio.
1: Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
2: All right, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house your home? Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Uh, get mortgage.
3: Watched a video uh, yeah. yesterday, Moose, on this song, the making of this song. This is Limp Bizkit. Uh, yep. What what I'm obsessed with, with Limp. It's called Go Cobra. And Gold. Call. When you went to see them back in the day, they, this just one of the newest songs. Like okay, meaning like, like within like the last five years. Yeah, maybe six, seven years. Okay. When did you go to the concert? That'd be years ago. Right? Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, that like, had to when be they were like, hot, right? Uh, yeah. They were. Yeah, they were. Uh, it was like doing uh, the Nookie
3: and all that stuff, right? No doubt. Yeah.
2: Uh, Metallica was at that. Oh,
3: all right. This is this is like 2011 ish.
2: Oh yeah. I mean that was. Yo, know, this was before I was married. I went to that. Right. So right. I'm but going. Anyway. I mean we're going back 03. Oh, okay. Right. So that's I mean, when they 2002? were there. prime. Prime. I mean, prime. They were, yeah, yeah, they were. A, they were a,
3: a headliner. Right. Well, the thing is, like, I watched this thing yesterday. Coincidentally enough, the song's playing now, and um, how they made this song and stuff. I didn't know they, have, they actually have. They when they write a when they do an album, whatever the people call it now, or it's not albums anymore. They do it in Sonoma, California, like in the mountains, and they have like a little barn. That is a trek a, a tricked-out studio. It's that's on YouTube. Cool. It's pretty cool, man. And their producer does... They built this whole... This barn and they made this barn into this sick production studio. Pete the Body, you'd be great working for them out um, in California, working in that barn. That's pretty cool. Doing that, audio? That is cool.
2: That is... You know that... room.
3: Remi- yeah, exactly. Yeah. that your well, Pete I, out there? No. My
2: <laughs> you know, no. It reminds awesome. me, thinking about like that kind of a thing, you know... Um, because it's it's kind of I was I was watching something on the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Um, they recorded I forget what album it was, but they went out to Montauk, really, and stayed out at Andy Warhol's estate. No way. At that time, and uh, they recorded an album out in Montauk,
3: New York. I did not know that. That's that's yes. really cool.
2: And there's picture. I mean, we're going back. I mean, along. I mean, there's pictures of them out in Montauk, and you know, it's a beautiful kind of spread. And, yeah. Uh, well, palatial estate and a number of different like, kind of little. But, uh, I mean, we're going back, I'd uh, well, probably say 45 years ago, 50 years ago now, something like just that. Just give me
3: an idea because, you know, Montauk, Rolling Stones, legendary Montauk, for those I don't know, the end of Long Island. And uh, as you know, Moose, you, you go out to Montauk in the summer a lot with your family, but the Hamptons are right over there. Everybody knows Hamptons. Yeah. And our friend for our show, uh, the great New York Met first baseman and played for the Cardinals, Keith Hernandez. Yes. Um, he has got a, a beautiful home in the Hamptons. Correct. I'm thinking maybe I should talk to Keith and go out and do some show prep for the Taz show for like a couple of weeks and stay in his house. Yeah, you could be with his cat. Yeah. Yeah, that's his his it. Cat, you should. You know what his cat's name is? Uh, uh, no, Haji. Haji, right. I have, right. A, I have a, a t-shirt with the two of them on it. Do You know what a cat is named that's after right. Mike? I don't. Oh. Ali Haji Sheik? No, famous baseball player, and it's a nickname off that player. You guys got to get this. I don't know. Uh, Moose, I'm surprised you don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know that one. Andrew Bogus, you say he don't know? I don't. Gil Hodges? There you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. Very nice. Beat the nice. body, ladies and gentlemen, playing Thank the hits. You. Beat the block. Thank you. Yes. yes. Well done. That's it. Well yeah, done. It takes a goofy wrestler to know that, but uh, that's how yeah. I am. Yeah. You know? Well, the Stones reference Montauk with one
2: of their – with one of the – mentioned the Memory Motel in one of their songs.
3: And that's right on the Main Strip in Montauk. I have not been to Montauk in years. I know you go a lot, but I uh, that's on the
2: Main Strip there? Main Strip, right down – yeah, I mean, Montauk, for those out there that don't know, it's like an old fisherman's town. It's, it's been built yeah. up a little bit more now. But it, there's just one road in, one road out, yep. old Montauk Highway. Yep, yep. And right when you're going into town, there's really this dilapidated, like really – one story motel yeah. called the Memory Motel. Okay. And that's what you, you'd never stay there. Uh, no. But uh, I mean, I'm sure way back when it was lovely.
3: Well, Old Montoque Highway, <laughs> yeah, right? Funny enough, I live right near, like, so Sunrise Highway, I live close to that. Yeah. So if you take Sunrise Highway, let's say me and the Rolling Stones are driving down Sunrise <laughs> Highway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's Nass- say in, right. in
3: Nassau County.
0: On our way to Keith Hernandez's house.
3: So, right, exactly. Which
0: yeah. are <laughs> just partying with a convertible
3: yeah. in the fall. But, Moose, so you go out to Montauk, old Montauk Highway, you not you don't live in Long Island, but Sunrise Highway turns into Montauk Highway. Okay. So, like, you take that straight shot, Jones, for about, we did you say, Andrew, about an hour? Sounds about right. It's about an hour yeah. out of Nassau County, and you're in Montauk. So, our fans listening in Omaha, you're like, what the hell they talking about? Don't worry about it. Okay? Don't worry about it. It's Montauk. It's Tad's. It's Bruce the Rolling Stones, and Limp Biscuit yes. And Keith Anandas, and Andrew it. Bogus. And Haji. And Haji. Yes. And Haji. That's right. So... By the way, the Haji thing—I didn't hear that from anyone. I might have made that up, but (laughs) I'm just being honest. But I believe that's why, because when I heard it, I'm thinking Gil Hodges. No, no, but it's
0: not spelled Haji like you'd think from Hodges. It's spelled like H-A-J-I. Right. Yeah.
3: I think it's because of Gil Hodges and Pete the Body. You agree?
0: Well, of course Uh, he does. Pete's like, wait a minute.
3: (laughs) Well, Pete, Pete also goes to Montauk in the winter, so who cares about, about his opinion?
2: Pete, Pete was just thinking about former Mets that
3: would uh, that would ha- ha- make sense. Right, it would sound like the name. So, it's a catcher we call Mookie. I got you. Uh, no, so, but the the thing is, I, I will not take that and run with it. So I won't. I don't want to say I made it up. Yes, it's just well, me. Br- well, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I, but think about it, Hodges, Haji. It makes yeah. sense, but <laughs> doesn't. Can it, you reach it, out to Keith? Oh
2: uh, no! Mike? Well, I I did a quick search, and we have information on the. It's cabin. not named it after it was named Gilles. after the character from the 1960s animated television show Johnny Quest.
3: Yeah, there, there you go. go. All right, well, all right. Here's the opportunity now uh, for you, Mike. Mark the, an opp-
2: mark the tape. I was just, and say, just this, edit right. that out of the podcast. Yes, There's
3: man. an opportunity for you, Mike, to do a little edit. And we're never good. mind. It, it looks like out. you were right. <laughs> Want to do some post show dubbing tests? I'll do some vo work at the end of the show, and we're good. That's what I said. Yeah, but it sounded great. It sounded like it was in there. Like, it sounded,
2: it sounded there. very – it made up the story very well. <laughs> and it, well, well done.
3: Hey, I could uh, – yeah, I don't want to say. Nice well, sales done. job. I, I, just because I think things are true and then I believe them. I, uh... I have a very colorful imagination and I really thought, hey, he's a great baseball player. Why wouldn't he name his cat after – who names their freaking cat Haji? You know, so oh. it's after one of the greatest baseball play- – you know, It's not Hodges. really a lie if you really believe it. Well, I used to work for a guy that believed that sentence. His first name was Paul. His last name starts with an H, but I digress. <laughs> oh, that sentence you just said. Yes. That that's sentence okay. you just said. That's is, a Seinfeld line, Costanza. Is, is it a Costanza? Oh, that's yes. right. It is a Costanza yes. line. You're right. Yes. That's right. Um, but it's great and, to know that Paul Heyman it. believes it as well. I didn't say that. You did. I yes. didn't say his name. But uh. <laughs> I'm just connecting the dots.
1: <laughs> with with a said. Man.
3: I said Paul with
2: an right. H, and, his, and his I don't know yard. that to be true, but I like to believe that to be true. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I never said his name just for the record.
0: That's it. So. Uh, what's going on, Bogus? How you doing, brother? Moose says I'm doing well. Here's your report. It is brought to you by Geico. Great news! There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance. Who knows how different Game 4 of the ALDS would have been had the Rays not made this play in the top of the 4th last night.
2: bro. on top. Breathes out and throws. Line drive to the gap, right center. On the move, Kiermaier, he can't get it, it short hops the wall.
0: Plays the Caramel, 2 to 3rd is being waved. Adamus with a relay, here's the throw, Darnot's got it! He is out at home play! That's Andy Freed on Rays Radio. A perfect relay home. That's a short terrible stop, send, by the way. Willie Adamas, and they were sending him early too. And they were sending him early. That's, a, I mean, that's you know, a terrible. You have second you, and third, then one out, and you're down.
2: And you're down four. Four, at that stage. You're, you're down at that stage. What was it four nothing or three nothing? It was three, it was nothing. Three, three nothing. Three yeah. nothing at that stage. You cannot send him there. You just can't because here's the deal. He hadn't hit third yet, and the relay throw from Kiermaier was going to the cutoff man. Like I know it took a perfect throw to get him at home. I'd rather – second, you ran
3: yourself out of an inning. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. I, it, you know, and people are going crazy. It was an amazing play. It was an amazing play. And it was. It was a great play. I think amazing is a little bit of an exaggeration, just my opinion, um, because th- this you're trained in this to do these – these guys do this all year. They practice these rela- – I remember my son was playing Little League ball, like travel ball, like for good teams when he was young – we would work with them on these relay plays yeah. and the quick turnaround for the middle infielder to get the ball home. And I'm saying, Nate, these dudes work on this spring training like nonstop. So I think the ball players, it's like, all right, yeah, it was a really strong relay. It was a good play, and and to your point, Moose, they probably shouldn't have sent him from third, even though he's fast as hell, Tuve. Right? Yeah, I would not have sent yeah. him, I, and it was perfectly executed.
2: Oh, it was. I mean, and you mentioned yes, they of course, uh, you know, they practice it a lot and do that, and and it took a, a perfect throw to get him, and that's the That's going to be the debate in which someone says, "Well, what? I mean, look what it took to get him. I mean, the, you're going to run that gamble. I mean, he almost got his hand in there before the tag by Darno. I just think that's bad logic because. You have second and third one out. You're down 3 nothing at that stage. Who knows how that game does play out? Even with all the hits that the Tampa Bay Rays had in that game, I mean, you're able to scratch across a couple runs there. It's a 3-2 game. You end up scoring a run later on. To maybe that game's 4-2 at that stage or 4-3 at that stage. Um, and then you go to the ninth where they have to bring in, you know, they're, you know they're arguably their second-best pitcher or, you know, a Cy Young Award winner to close the game out. I mean, I just hated the send. When they, before the play at the plate, I hated the send.
3: Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Hell, hell of a hell of a play, though. Really good. But I do think some people are, yeah. I mean, you know, Andrew, you pride yourself as a
0: baseball expert. You used to have a, a TV show on baseball. Remember that? A podcast, yeah. Podcast. Right. Video podcast. Do, do you think it's still being a little overhyped? Um, I mean, I, I thought it was a really tremendous throw by Adamas. I mean, it's 150 feet or so, and yeah. it's a line drive, perfectly rope. Jones. Toward, I mean, yeah. and even like Kevin Kiermar said, it was one of the greatest throws he's ever seen. So, I mean. Wow. Yeah, I mean. And it this was in a, a huge play. spot. Would you have sent him? Uh, I, to be honest, I didn't think it was a bad play in the moment. I thought okay. they needed to try and force the issue there because you don't know what happens in the rest of that inning either. You know, if Altuve is staying on third, if, he, if he's hell at third and then they don't score, then you're wondering, oh, man, what could have been? I, I didn't hate it in the moment. My initial reaction was, okay. oh, man, that was a heck of a yeah. play to get him at the plate.
3: Okay, it's early enough in the game. I think you want to get guys on base. I I,
0: I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with Moose on it. I, I don't think you should have sent him, but yeah, whatever. It is what I mean, it is. they sent him, and. And he made a great read, by the way. He was off and running immediately, Altuve. And which I think, you know, maybe no, factors he- into the decision to send him that he's already, you know, he's chugging around second. I get flying. it, but the
2: third base coach was halfway, if you watch the replay, was halfway down the third base yes. line. And, you know, like I mentioned, you watch that replay before he hits third. Kiermaier, that the ball ball's in, in the air. The ball's to Adamas, in the air before he yes. hits third. Right. And I've got then second and third with one out with Guriel and Correa coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, I get that's the it. thing. I, you yeah. know,
2: I get it, but
0: listen. I see your point. I'm just my my first reaction was they had to be aggressive there and gotcha. the Rays They're and try change momentum and and you don't like it and I get that too, but like the only play that got him out was nearly perfect from Kiermaier to Adamas to the plate.
2: And that's
0: the point. argument to make. I got it. Oh. Uh, so it was 3-0 at that point after the great throw. Adamas came up in the bottom half of the inning, hit a solo home run to end Justin Verlander's night. Six Rays relievers kept the Houston Bats in check. 4-1 final So we get a decisive Game 5 back in Houston tomorrow. Today, decisive Game 5s in the NL. Braves and Cardinals in Atlanta, 502 Eastern. Then the Dodgers and Nationals in L.A. at 537 Pacific. At the moment, the Nets and Lakers will still play this week in China, but billboards and signs promoting the games being taken down today in Shanghai. Media availability with both teams canceled, as well as a Lakers community event. All of this tracks back. To Rockets GM Daryl Morey's tweet on Friday supporting Hong Kong protesters. Patriots wide out Philip Dorsett didn't practice yesterday with a hamstring injury. He's in doubt for tomorrow night's visit from the Giants. They're not expected to have running back Saquon Barkley still and could be missing tight end Evan Ingram. He has a reported sprained MCL. Steelers running back Jalen Samuels had his knee scoped yesterday. He's out about a month. A bad night. For somebody's islanders. Here's Neil on the counter to Yurcho, right circle. Back to Neil. What
2: timer score? He's got four. It's the first four goal game of
1: his career for the real deal. His name is James Neal.
0: Jack Michaels on the Oilers point. Radio. The real deal.
1: James Neal. Yeah.
0: Edmonton, a 5-2 win on Long Island, and the Connecticut Sun beat the Washington Mystics. So you're going to
3: start with the, the Islander shots already. I mean, they're, they're three, four games into the freaking season. You're already starting with the, the aggravation. That's what we got going Did on Did I here? tell you
0: that I was in the bathroom with Barry Trotz over the weekend? At well, Nassau Coliseum? That's your business. Oh, that's uh, an interesting story. But that's story. odd. But uh yeah, what were you guys doing? Uh we were at the same relieving yourself. We were at the same show and he was like standing. Didn't in... You didn't say at the same urinal. I'm like, Whoa. No, no, no. But he was standing at the, like, hey, you know, can I share that, like waiting Jordan! to take his turn. Like crossing streams. And I and I walked <gasps> past him and then I looked back and I'm like, that's Barry? Barry Trotz. And he like gave me like a little like nod, like, yeah, it's me. I wanted to be like, why do you not have a better bathroom? Like I'm in between gates nineteen and twenty at the Coliseum with all the other schlubs, why are you not yeah, privy to like him? Sure it was
3: him? Was a, somebody dressed like him? You, like a guy from Levittown? Barry, that Trotz, is like he's Barry a unique,
0: Trotz is a unique looking man. He had the jacket on with the, the pointy shoulders. He wears his sports shirt. He did not have a sports jacket. He had a polo and khakis on. And this was what? what are this they? was Saturday Night Nassau Coliseum, uh, the Hugh Jackman musical variety show. Oh, there you go. Uh, okay. And I guess he took his Jack. wife like I took what mine. Are you going to that for?
2: Yeah, but that's you the one are that right. you made me If you've st- seen yeah, you Barry know. Trotz. You you know you know Barry Trotz, right? Yes. You know Barry.
0: Trotz. Why didn't you call me? I would have came. We could have double dated. I tried that once, and then you hated me because you you picked tickets to a show that you couldn't go to, and that somehow was my fault because you didn't know your hundred dollars okay? Price <laughs> just went up. I had good tickets. It, it really did. Price just went Is up. Is there interest on that? Right. <laughs> kind From of a Vig, VIG you're all me of sudden on the you, yeah.
2: All of a sudden, it was it was a uh, Super Bowl ticket. <laughs>
0: <Yeah.
3: laughs> to go see Kenny G right. at Jones Beach. A lot or of surcharges
0: at TAS.com. Yeah. yeah. TAS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. So I'll see you next time. All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew.
2: you. We'll get into uh, former NFL star going into uh, television. We'll get into that next. Uh, it is Taz and the Moose here on this Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio.
1: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the moose on cbs sports radio
2: all right cbs sports radio's toll-free line of 855-212-4227 brought to you by geico great news there's a quick way you can save money switch to geico go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15 percent or more on your car insurance and sunday it's an nfl on cbs double dip a double header with many of you seeing two of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the game Airing it out when Mahomes and the Chiefs welcome Watson and the Texans, followed by the Cowboys visiting the Jets. It all begins with JB and the guys getting your focus for football on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on uh, CBS. So, Brett Favre's got a, a weekly show on Sirius XM, the NFL uh, channel, right? And, um, you know, does some radio, and he's been out and about. We know that. And, uh, he had Aaron Rodgers on on his radio show as a guest. Here is Rodgers really? chatting about his relationship with Matt Lafleur. Take a listen.
3: We've really been uh, uh, been sharp and and starting to finish some of the you know some of the calls coming out. That really helps. You know when you can uh, anticipate some of those calls, it kind of gets you in that flow, confidence wise. And I think we really got that going.
2: Yeah, and so it's interesting, Taz, because we, we know it did not end well with McCarthy, right? And we heard all the stories there, even with McCarthy's success, Rodgers changing the play, rolling his eyes, you know, the reports out of Green Bay were, you know, when they hired LaFleur is that they needed Rodgers to, you know, buy in, you know, and kind of, you know, be a good teammate yeah. or, you know, kind of fall in line with Matt LaFleur, you know, the, the, you know, young dynamic mind, uh, offensive mind for the Green Bay Packers and, And honestly, early on, the returns were okay. People were concerned about that Packers offense. I don't think those concerns are there anymore. Um, You know, you've seen Rodgers, you know, giving credit to Mike Pettin. Um, Remembering that, uh, you know, a couple weeks back, uh, you know, when they leaned on that defense to get a victory and the defense was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, You've seen Rodgers and LaFleur kind of get buddy-buddy on the sideline, you know, kind of, uh, you know, communicating. It seems like everything's working right now for Green Bay and all the reports are being concerned about Aaron Rodgers at this stage of his career, as much as he has accomplished a future Hall of Famer Taz. Now uh, the the signs this year is he's bought in and the Packers are a better team for it.
3: Well, being in first place in the NFC North and four and one, yeah, everybody's happy, <laughs> right? So yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and and it seems like Lafleur and he uh, and and Aaron Rodgers have figured out some kind of a. I don't think it's a case where Aaron Rodgers has just fallen in line as a new sheriff in town, and I'm not calling plays at the line of scrimmage anymore. Now I'm subservient to the new head coach as one of the greatest ever. And I'm Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's the case. I, and I know you didn't say that either, but I'm just saying I do think it's a – like to the point you're kind of making, I do think they found some common ground and they, they have a good enough line of communication. And you're right, you can see that on the sideline. I saw that during, during the last game. Um, even sometimes where, where the series sucked for the, for the Packers, Rodgers would come to the sideline. He clearly was ticked off. He would say something to LaFleur. LaFleur would say something back. It wasn't an argument. They were talking. But at least they're talking, you know what Correct. I mean? And 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 that's it. I mean it's it's a game and, and you're trying to win the game. They're sitting 4-1 or at first place and you know and, and, and they played well. They played well, yeah. I so. mean they,
2: they have uh, they have played well and coming off a, a nice victory in Dallas this past weekend. I mentioned it earlier, Taz, in terms of these Tomlin Redskin rumors. Uh after Washington fired Jake Rudin at five A. M. uh you know, Monday morning, when right before we hit the airwaves, that news came down. Here is uh, Tomlin yesterday um, talking about the the rumors about him potentially going to Washington. Take a listen.
3: I'm not worried about that, to be quite honest with you. Um, You were the first person to mention it to
1: me in a public setting. (laughs) Oh,
3: that kind of tells you something right there. I I didn't hear that that audio. That's interesting. In a public setting. Wow.
1: Well,
2: that's means, wow, that means I mean, clever. and that means that someone obviously has mentioned it wow. in a non-public setting to Mike yeah. Tomlin yeah. Uh, about him potentially. Now, that could be a buddy, that could be you know a loved one. I mean, you know, there's no clarification in terms of who that is. I'd be, I Elizabeth, I'd take Tomlin as the Skins coach, being a Redskins fan. But I'd be very, very surprised if the Redskins are giving up assets to bring Mike Tomlin in to be their head coach.
3: Yeah, I know, but but like you just said, and you're a you're an angry Redskins fan. You're sick of the way things have been going. Demoralized, I would say. You are no longer angry. So for a guy like you to be happy, if a Tomlin would come in there, I I think that speaks volumes. I think that a lot of Redskins fans that are beaten down and miserable like you, I do think they would they would like it like you. That and I think I would hope that the Redskins front office and brass and ownership would take that into consideration if Tomlin wanted to go, if they were going to pay him what he had to pay, if they're going to give him the power. I think he's earned the right, too, to have a lot of say I agree with you. You know, besides just being the football head coach, you know, well
2: that and that's and Taz, that gets down to that. Belies the point. You have to have somebody of significance come in to take power away from Allen.
3: I was just going to say, this is the Bruce Allen burial. Yeah, there we go. Well, it's that's just well, another day here. I you know, in Taz, no, but that either, <laughs> and we don't talk about the skins a lot,
2: oh, uh, you know. And but this we is probably that guy's and name and comes this, up all the time in the last seventy-two hours. This is probably going to be it <laughs> until they hire a coach. <laughs> I mean, the Redskins. I mean, this this is pretty much oh, going to be funny. it uh, in terms of uh, talking about Redskin football on a week-to-week basis. Uh, or on a daily basis, Taz. but as long as Allen Power comes, it gets taken away from him. If it takes Tomlin to come in, uh, you know, I'd be all for it. I think that would be great.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty well documented here. I think people know that. Listen to you they they've heard that you feel the major problem, the whole and that whole thing there is is Allen. So yeah, they know you want him gone. If you were the owner of the Redskins, yeah. If you just oh my god hit the lottery. Well, got a big contract here wow. at Entecom, and then you say, you know what? I'm going to own the Washington Redskins. That'd be a big contract. I know, huge. Yeah. The first thing you would yeah, do that would be, in that press conference, be a, a yes, you would fire Bruce Allen. Yes, I, actually, I think you would even wait. You would do
2: it on Twitter. I'd call Bruce Allen into my office at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'd wake him up, send my security detail over, a car service. I'd bring him in, and I'd fire his ass. Oh, my. Uh, that
3: would be it. I don't think anyone doubts and,
2: that. And then I would, I would call Amy Lawrence and
3: break the news, <laughs> ha! and have Amy do it on her show. That's and awesome. Amy do it on her show. I ah, see, and that goes back to the huge contract with the And Amy, go.
2: We have uh, new Redskins owner Mark Malusis. Uh <laughs> What do you have for us, Mark? Uh, I've just fired Bruce Allen. <laughs> Redskin
3: fans can celebrate. Have a good show, Amy. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: Only one part of this story is not believable: it's the fact that we have offices here now.
1: The band is playing. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you would fire. Bruce I out. would. Yeah. I would. We'll see
2: what if there's anything to this, and certainly how the rest of the Steelers season does. He's not play going out. anywhere. You know. No, that. I know that. Task. He's not he going is. anywhere. I understand. Yes, I, I. He's
3: not. You're right. Any I ties don't. with him and Tomlin? Do you know?
2: Uh no, I don't think so. All right. Uh not. No, not that I know of, because he was with the Raiders for a while. Raiders, and then he was with the what? The Bucks for a while, mm, and yeah, then yeah, 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 and then the Skins. So no, I, I don't. uh I don't know. I don't, I don't think oh, Tomlin did him and Tomlin cross paths. One, well, I can't. I can't say. I don't. I don't, I don't believe there is. Pete the body might know. Pete, do you know? No. No. So you were wondering what John Gruden's reaction would be to the firing of his brother Jay, who did an interview on ESPN and talked about he enjoying his time in Washington and talked about what went wrong. But here is John Gruden, the Raiders coach, as they're sitting at three and two, talking about this firing of his brother Jay down in DC.
1: I'm not gonna speculate about it. I'm obviously very disappointed for my brother's long night, you know, last couple nights. He's worked hard. Got a lot of respect for uh for my brother, obviously, and disappointed for uh him getting fired. Um uh, but my dad's been fired, I've been fired, Jay's been fired the, and welcome to the uh welcome to the club, bro. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. That's funny. Oh my god.
2: Welcome to the club, bro.
3: Welcome to the club, bro. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Well, well he's it. honest. You can he can yeah,
2: see he's see his Yeah, I mean, you off. could tell yeah. the affection that he has for his brother and yeah. uh, disappointed the way, the way that it ended down in D.C. And, you know, the other big story that came out of the NFL circles yesterday that has is you're going to get more of Rob Gronkowski.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, I heard about
2: this. So Gronk, who is trimmed out, slimmed down, and he talked about the fact that he started to hate football and uh, how banged up his body was a year ago. Um, he is going to be joining. He signed on with Fox. Interesting. So now you're going to get
3: more of Gronk, more of Gronk moving forward here. Yeah, I don't know. And if you I love like, those pre games. Yeah, I do, but I'm not a huge Gronk fan. I mean, so that's the thing. I mean, I, I think he's a hell of a player, a hell of a tight end, and all that stuff, you know. But it, it's a little, the gimmick is a little over the top. I mean, Goofy Jones, sophomore college boy, dorm city, got it with the beers. He's well, like frat party. boy, frat boy city. Yeah, I mean enough. I mean, grow up. Dude, I won't no, I I get it, but... Um, he's it's, not going to do that on Fox, is he? Um, no,
2: I, I don't know what is... You know, he's going to be an analyst across their NFL programming. Yeah. The first appearance is set for Thursday night's pregame show. Uh, that's tomorrow night, when the Giants visit New England to take on the Pats. It's expected to be 25-mile-an-hour winds and heavy rain during
3: the course of that game as well. Yeah, you know I know those people over at Fox. I do, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So... Whatever. Okay. I, I don't think it's. I, I just. Yeah. I mean, how many guys you need? I mean, you got you got Howie Long. You got uh, You got Bradshaw. They got Jimmy Johnson. Who are, I'm missing about ten other guys. Right? How many guys they got? Well, the college football and they got Reggie Bush. That's college. football Well, yeah, Matt college. Lineup. I mean, yeah. they've all got, USC guys. They got.
2: Well, yeah, they've got. Well, LA. they've got Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. Gonzalez. I forgot. Right. About Gonzalez, they've got yeah. Strahan. They've got Hall, Howie Brad, Long. Bradshaw. Right. All guys, you need and Kurt Benefee well, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be that. I think it's going to be that Thursday night pregame show that they do from New York City yeah. is atrocious, horrible. How I I long's mean, gone? So over there, right? needed... How
3: long's out of there at, at that spot? That Thursday night thing. How long's that on there no more? It used to be.
2: What? Well, yeah, I mean, I watched. It's it Bradshaw, Strahan, and I don't
3: it was don't know, Gonzalez. Who, I think was, was it? Was.
2: It was. It's awful. Used to be It's horrible. It's the three comes your way next. It's Taz Booth, CBS Sports Radio.